Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of According to Fox. I'm your host, A. Fox. I haven't spoken to you guys in like, I guess, two weeks. A lot has happened since the last episode. So Black people can get coronavirus. All right. I guess we're not immune. But I mean, it's still certain things about that episode. I still definitely believe I'm still holding on to. But yes, Black people. We can get COVID hyphen 19. So let's just get right into it with the Streets of Talking segment. So there are like a few celebrities with it now. I believe I mentioned Tom Hanks before and his wife, Rita Wilson. Idris Elba has it and his wife, Sabrina. So she was getting a lot of backlash because he had it and she didn't want to leave him or whatever. And they was like, why would you put yourself in danger? Let me tell y'all something. It just helped with my husband. We gonna get that Rona together, okay? Say what the fuck you want. Pass that Rona, boo. Okay? It's just Elba. It's just Elba. I feel like it would be very hard for anyone married to him to stay away from him for at least two weeks. That sounds like cruel and unusual punishment. Sabrina, I don't blame you, boo. Don't knock you at all. Hope you guys recover because the recovery rate actually is pretty still great for this virus. Um, People are dying. I'm not going to, you know, make it seem like they're not. But there still is a very good turnaround for this virus. So hopefully you guys will be fine. Come out of this okay. Rita Wilson, which is Tom Hanks' wife, she was just spitting hip-hop array like verbatim. Now we get, we see where Chet gets his, I don't know what to call it. I want to say swag. I just as fabricated as it might be, but we see where it comes from because Rita definitely spit Vinny's whole verse with ease, and that's a hard verse to spit. Who else has it? Um, Kevin Durant has it, and a number, they said four other Nets. I have no idea who the four other Nets are. They just made, made it very clear that Kevin Durant had it, and apparently, like, the week before, he was heavy with Drake. So um, Drake had to get tested. And from what I hear, the test is very uncomfortable. Drake said it was like the nose swab went up to like to his thoughts. I think they swab both nostrils and they go really far, like almost to like the back of your head. It's insane. But um, it's only uncomfortable for like a couple of seconds. But Drake doesn't have it. Um, a few other basketball players have it. Um, Andy Cohen, the guy who pretty much runs Bravo, you know, the caddy guy with um watch watch what happens live and always does the shows for um real housewives he has it too harvey weinstein has it so to all the people wishing the same pain of bill cosby and harvey weinstein you have got your wish a hundredfold that man is I, i mean i feel like he was faking sick with the heart attack stuff but he definitely got coronavirus so it ain't looking good for him in mad ways 
Um, apparently, over the age of 60 with underlying health conditions, you know, you would you can potentially lose your life. And he pretty much fits that whole bracket. So, yeah, Harvey Weinstein's kind of getting what everybody wished on him a hundredfold. So, you know, congratulations to you guys for wishing that on him. Takashi 6 9 is trying to get out of jail so he doesn't get coronavirus. I mean, I don't want to be in jail either, but this nigga is really trying everything in the world to not go to jail, (laughs) to not stay and do what the fuck he did. It's hilarious. But um, I doubt the judge is going to let him go just because there's a pandemic sweeping everywhere. Because there's been like 30 cases, I believe, in Rikers, COs and inmates alike. Um, it's a, it's, it's a lot going around. So I guess, and I also heard that they were trying to actually let people go because of the pandemic. So he might get his wish. We'll see. But yeah, apparently it it does not discriminate like I thought it would. Oops. I guess I was wrong. My apologies, listeners. But yeah, it's, it's a serious thing. You know, people are definitely dying. I actually have a few family members who have it, like around four or five. So, and I've been like self quarantining myself for like probably a week and change. Probably about, this might be my second week. I'm only going out for like basic things, supermarket things, um, pharmacy stuff. But besides that, yeah. But I'm not sick. I have, this is allergy season, by the way. So if I sound nasal, it's allergy season. Don't judge me. I do not have that. If I did have it, it'll be fine. But I'm just letting you know, people get out of these motherfuckers. Stop acting like y'all know what marches. Anyway, so the government was trying to say that we're all going to receive a stimulus check, being that this disease or whatever has taken a real hit to our economy and, you know, the stocks are falling and rising and people are out of work. So the government said that we should get like a stimulus check and the Republicans are trying to push $1,200 for each individual that makes under 75000 And for couples with kids, I think they get an extra $250 to $500 a kid. Like it's a lot of it's not it's it's a requirement to go with it. You have to make a certain amount. Like you can't go over that. Um, you also have to, you know, be a working person, things of that nature. So the Republicans tried to pass it Sunday and Monday. And the Democrats, not one of them accepted. Here's why. With the proposal from the Republicans, they're bailing out companies and CEOs more than they're bailing out the working class and the poor. And that's where the problem lies. We're the ones who are going to need extra income or more income because right now, like, I don't have an income coming in right now. I have a working two weeks. You know what I'm saying? So it's like people like me, uh, other people who aren't essential workers, who don't have a reason to, who don't have to go to work at this point, are trying to figure out, you know, how to pay bills, how to make things happen. And some companies are being really helpful. Some companies are suspending payments and and um, doing, like, giving out free internet, things like that. But still, at the end of the day, most of the chunk of that money was going to bailing out companies and CEOs 
who can afford a two-month hit. We can't afford a two-month hit with no income. We can't. So the Democrats are trying to figure out a way where we can win with this or where we can get the proper aid that we deserve. You can throw $1,200 at us and say, here you go, shut up. But for a lot of us, especially in this city, $1,200 doesn't go far at all. It's something, but it's still not enough of something. It's barely rent for some people. So, and and not even addition to other, you know, bills and things that to be taken care of. So, the Democrats are trying to figure out a better way where we can aid. And if they have to, you know, say no to it and it prolongs the process, let it happen. Because I'm all for that. Like, it doesn't make sense for them to always want to bail out their companies. But these companies are nothing without people who can't support them. If we, we can't support these companies, if you can't support us either, we, we are the people that you're supposed to be looking at for, your citizens, your taxpayers, you know? So hopefully it comes to a common ground soon, but I can understand why the Democrats was like, no, it's not, it's not going to work. I totally get it. So kudos to those, um, I guess, lawmakers who realize what would be best for us. So like, just get it right. You know what I'm saying? And we always trying to, there's such a capitalist country and everybody hates socialism, but if this isn't pure socialism that's going on now since this pandemic, I don't know what is. Shout out to Bernie Sanders because he's been talking about this, but that's another show for another time, but I'm going to get to that shit. Um, what else? So y'all president, because y'all know I ain't my president. I don't fuck with the nigga. 45 is incompetence. Like, he's never been competent, but this shit is showing crazy now. Like, from him calling it the Chinese virus, which is super inaccurate, and it's also very, very problematic to even say that. He doesn't even care that he's being a fucking dick about it. Like, he, it does not cross his mind. It does not bother him at all. He's saying a lot of the wrong things. Apparently, um, he pushed, like, an anti-malaria vaccine and said that that could help. Like, he's saying a lot of the wrong shit. And, you know, he is the president, so somebody's dumbass voted for him. And they're probably going to listen to him at their own peril. Like, it's just like, I see some people saying, oh, this pandemic has secured Trump's second term. And I don't believe so. I believe even the people who was for him can see that he's really not fucking okay for this job. He's really not doing what he should do. He is wildly uneducated and he does not know how to maneuver around this entire thing. Um, Governor Cuomo actually looks like he's running for something because he's been doing it. He's been doing the damn thing. I must admit, I've never been a real fan of him. Like I never disliked him, but I've never really cared for him. Like he hasn't done much in my eyes, but you know, he, he did his thing when it came to this. Um, he's really been showing his leadership skills and I must applaud him for being the governor of New York State. He's been doing a fine job. Definitely got in a Twitter beef with y'all president. They went back and forth a couple times, and he almost, he definitely told him that, yeah, I'm doing your job, though. So, yeah, shots fired. But, um, yeah, Trump is definitely not the man for the job. I don't know if y'all didn't see that over the past four years, 
But I feel like he's definitely shown that now. If he had the election in the bag, I believe it's not anymore. I really do. Um, that's just me. That maybe I'm thinking wishfully. Maybe I'm just hoping for the best. But we will see when November comes around how that's gonna work. So yeah, that's it for the um streets of talking segment. Um, up next on Fabulous Sports. So Janae Aiko released her third album called Shalombo, which is her last name. First, let me say, I love me some Nene. Like, I legitimately love Janae Aiko. I've always loved her, though. She's, like, really, like, I love how she speaks to my soul. She sings so pretty, and but so rough. Like, she will say, fuck you, I love you, be with me in a whole same sentence. I don't know, but she has a way of speaking that I just, I love her. I love her music. It's just so transparent. Like, the things she does, like, the things she says, how she just gets her point across is amazing. So, if you can't tell now, I love that goddamn album. I love it so much. Yeah, I have no idea. I've been blasting that album so much. I know a lot of women who have, but I for real have, like, I feel like, I keep going back and forth between my favorite songs. Like, the first eight songs, love. And I feel like the first half is her and Sean broke up. And the last half, her and Sean got back together because the the whole shit changed. Like, the first half is um triggered, you know. Then she got pussy fairy and she back up on her bullshit. And none of your concern. All that sound like Sean fucked up. She was mad. And then the last part with the thunder and lightning and morning doves and 10,000 hours. I love 10,000 hours. Apparently, it must got back together because she's back to, like, feeling all in love and shit. I love that album. It is so fire. Um, I'm, I got probably, like, maybe 12 favorite songs out of 20. So, no, it's good. It's good. I definitely fuck with it. I hope you guys do too. You know, she's, I love her music. I know people are like, oh yeah, Kaylani. I'm like, yeah, Kaylani dope. Don't get me wrong. Kaylani dope. I'm walking dope. But she's one of the first ones to put that real ratchet R&B. I like ratchet R&B. She's one of like the first to do that shit. So shout out to Nene. I love that album. Chalumbo is like really my shit. Um, yeah, thanks to her for giving it to us. And somebody else um, debuted the album. Well, not because she didn't debut. This is her. But Jay Electronica dropped his first album ever. It's been, what, eight, nine years in anticipation? Um, It's called A Written Testimony. And it was pretty much him and Hov. Like, Jay-Z pretty much started it. Like, it's definitely, like, more of a Jay-Z, Jay Electronica collaboration. And... I'm a whole fan, so I was going to listen to it regardless. I was definitely going to hear it just because I heard Jay-Z was on it. Would I have heard it if it was just Jay Electronica? Maybe not. Like an 80-12% chance I wasn't going to. Yeah, I know what I said. I heard it. 80-12. Um, but Hope was on it, and Hope was spitting. Like, spitting some bars his 50-year-old ass was spitting. You know what I'm saying? And Jay Electronica is 43 so, I say that, like I said on Facebook, I say that to say this. I don't like the hope that they're giving a lot of y'all niggas. 
Um, they over forty rapping their ass off, and I don't want y'all to think y'all can do it too. I'm I'm gonna just come out and say, fucking stop it. All right. <laughs> it's, it's fine. After 40, I don't want to hear nobody mixtape, SoundCloud, album shit, nothing. No new shit from nobody over 40. No, thank you, sir. I am fine. I Keep that shit to yourself. I don't like how inspiring and motivating J&J were on this album. I don't appreciate it. Good music, though. But I'm gonna need y'all niggas not to do it. Y'all not them. So don't. Don't. Bryce and Tiller voice. Just don't. I, I'm going to need y'all not to. Okay, but that's right. You got to know a lot of Muslim words. You know, you got to know a lot of shit about the Quran. And um, you got to really catch the double entendres. It can definitely go over a couple heads, but it's cool. I enjoyed it. I did. You know what I'm saying? Just don't want y'all niggas to get any ideas. That's all I want. And um, what else happened? Oh, first of all, shout out to South Bronx. That's where I hail from. That's my borough. I love me from the Bronx. DJ Z Nice. Let's get into him. So he decided during this whole quarantine thing that we have going on to do a homeschool quarantine party on Instagram Live. So apparently, because I was watching Friday night, Friday night, he had like six hundred people there, maybe something like that. It was cool. It was good. Like the music he was like jamming. It was like a good amount of hours too. And after Friday night, he said he'll be back Saturday from like two to nine or something, right? Man, listen, that man gave us a nine hour party. And he reached a hundred thousand views. So pretty much it was the biggest party ever in Instagram Live history. And everybody was there. Like, it, Michelle Obama said something. Um, Pretty much like Lenny S, Sherry B, most of the Rock Nation people were there. Like, he was shouting a lot of people out. Um, Joe Button, Mary J. Blige, Big Daddy Kane, Andre Harrell, Angie, Angie Martinez, Donnie Wahlberg. If y'all know who Donnie Wahlberg is, kiss my ass. It's my favorite new kid on the block. Um, there's a lot of the people who was in there just showing love. LL, he was just like rocking, like rocking. A lot of you DJs could fucking never, okay? He's like one of your original DJs. He started out with like Boogie Down Productions. That's KRS ones. Um, that was his little label back in the days, and he definitely did the thing. Like I loved how people came together and everybody was like. Shouting each other out. Somebody found the potential bay in there. They said on the shade room. Like, it was just music brings a lot of people together. And you can tell, like, for that nine hour period where he was just playing nothing but hits, Shaka Khan, Patty LaBelle, like, everybody was in there, like, singing his praises. Janet Jackson. And, you know, music really, really made us forget that we were stuck in the house for hours. Like, his live really did that, and I gotta, um, mention some people, too, DJ Nice with a Y, um, he's, like, from Staten Island, he did the same thing on Facebook, he had a, a good amount of people on his live, too, shout out to him, um, Corey Cuts, he had a, he did a, um, DJ set on live, so it was a few DJs, I know, the ones I know personally, those are the ones I named, but I know it was a few DJs who did live sets, and it was, it was dope. Just to keep people, you know, 
feeling something, you know what I'm saying? Just forget that you stuck in the house for five minutes. Just We're just going to have some fun right now. And it was good. It was cool. I appreciate him for that. Shout out to Self Bronx. You know what I'm saying? He's a part of um the originals, which is like a bunch of like the best DJs that that started it. Um DJ Clark Kent, shout out to him. Um Tony Touch, Stretch Armstrong, Rich Medina, and um DJ Z Nice make up the originals. So if you wanna and they have shows. So if you guys are interested in that, you just log on to either one of their um Instagrams and you'll see when they're next time they're performing. But yeah, shout out to DJ D Nice. South Bronx representative. Totally, totally proud of that whole situation. I thought it was dope. So we're gonna get into the main topic. Okay, so let's get to the numbers of C O V I D hyphen nineteen, which is loosely translated to coronavirus disease strain two thousand nineteen. That's what that means. Because there's been a lot of people. The coronavirus is not COVID-19. Yes, the fuck it is. It's literally translated to the coronavirus. It's just a, a different, the, the number, I mean, the name of it is just like the strain of coronavirus. But it's still fucking coronavirus. Y'all be trying to be real smart and y'all be sounding, like, fake smart and y'all be sounding real dumb. I need y'all to fix that. It's the same shit. So, as of March 23rd, 2020, which is two days ago, the global cases are 380,000. First, let me just explain to some people. You can have coronavirus and be asymptomatic. That means you have no symptoms. You don't know you have it. Also, they are only testing people who are either almost dying from it, like you got to be super sick and just go make sure you get tested. Or if you like want to see a doctor and the doctor thinks that you may have it, your doctor will allow you to test for it. But it's not like they're going around testing people. So just because it said 380,000 people have globally, we don't fucking know who really has it. It could be everybody. It's 8 billion people in the world. A lot of people could have it that don't know it. So those are the numbers for those who've been tested. And again, not everybody gets tested. Now, 20,875 cases of coronavirus are in New York State. So that's like a little bit less than 1%, then wait, is it 38,000, 1% of that is 38,000, so no, it's 10% of that, so it's like a little bit under 10%, probably 8% of the cases of coronavirus is in New York State, so yeah, like 8%, that's pretty much around there, I could be off, but I know it's under 10%, um, 12,000 of those, 12,339 of those are in New York City, our five boroughs. So that means probably the other the other eight thousand are like, you know, Westchester throughout the entire state. So we've had hundred and fifty seven deaths statewide. That's the entire state. So again, that's a, still a little more than one percent people have died. But that means about ninety eight percent have recovered. A fair amount have recovered. Um the city of New York has been officially shut down since last Saturday. And, well, Sunday night was the ending. Sunday, March 22nd at 8 p.m. was when everything that wasn't essential was shut down. So Friday, Cuomo gave the order 
that beauty salons and barbershops and um those had to be shut down immediately and how restaurants can only do takeout. There's no way to dine in anymore. They have everything blocked off when it comes to dining in. You have to literally just get your food, get your shit and go. They're even letting you take your liquor and go. Like it's not even on some oh brown paper bag shit where you can't walk outside with liquor. Nah, you can walk out with liquor now. Oh, and the liquor store is essential. I don't care who says it's not. It the fuck is. If you're home for the next two weeks sober, God bless you. More power to you. But I'm going to need a drinky drink eventually. I've been drinking all last week. That's why all these shot challenges y'all give me on Instagram. I'm good. I've been drinking all last week. I need a break. I need a second. My kidney needs to recover. But, yeah, Cuomo shut everything down. Only essential workers are allowed outside. Essential workers such as transit, um, hospital workers, electricians, you know, Con Ed, things like that, construction, you know, et cetera. If you are essential to the city of New York or to the cause of coronavirus, you have to go to work. That doesn't stop. A lot of MTA workers, like, are probably good, how many, like 25, I heard? Have been tested positive for coronavirus. The train is still moving. The buses have been free starting Monday. Um, it's been they've been very lenient on certain things. A lot of companies are being lenient. Um, they're suspending payments, like I said earlier. Um, certain cable companies are giving out free Wi-Fi. You know, especially for students. I'm I'm, uh, I'm about to get into that actually next, but. Yeah, it's the city that never sleeps is really sleeping. Like, we are napping. Certain people are still outside. Friday was like 74 degrees. People was outside. Like, it was a regular Friday. It was too nice for people not to be outside, I guess. So, people are taking this a little serious, you know. Some people aren't. The governor wants us to practice social distancing. For those who have been living under the rock and don't know what that means, it's pretty much stay in the house. Don't go anywhere with more than 10 people. Give If you're somewhere, be three feet away from the next person. Just distance yourself so you don't spread this virus to people. If you have it and you don't know you have it, you can spread it. You know, people, like I said, the last episode have not been washing their hands. So you never know who has it, what's going on. You have to be extra vigilant and keeping yourself disinfected. So it's definitely more so a thing about keeping people apart pretty much that's why everybody's been asked to stay home and do what they have to do you know for like the next couple of weeks just so we can get this under control again two to three weeks or four weeks under quarantine is a lot like, people aren't going outside. People can't do anything. Cabin fever is real. So, it's to me, it seems to be, it's going to be tough for a lot of people. But I guess it has to be done. But I'm still trying to figure out how, if we go outside in a week and two weeks, who's to say that it's still not a thing? Like, it's just, I need more answers than just stay home. That's just all I'm saying. Um... De Blasio, it took him a while, but schools, public schools were finally shut down. Like, two weeks before public schools were shut down, SUNY and CUNY, which is universities in New York City and colleges, um, they 
actually was shut down for like two weeks before that. So they just stopped them altogether. And I believe people had to do online classes from then. So with that, de Blasio took a while to shut down schools. Now I understand why. Because when it comes to working parents, if you shut down schools, who's watching their kids? A lot of people have young children. A lot of people have jobs that are essential, especially in New York City. I have a cousin, um, Jazzo. She actually um, was on the show before. She works for the MTA. Tons of she was on the show before. She works for the MTA. They both have two small little girls. They still have to go to work, but their kids don't go to school. Like, it's things I can understand why it took them a while to shut down the, um, not the MTA, I'm sorry, shut down schools because for working parents, it is a problem. It's really tough, but it had to be done. And once he shut them down, it was a whole new thing that had to happen. So I spoke to um Kiki. She also hosted the show. And she's an educator, and she's also a parent to a junior high school kid. So she was letting me know what happened with the shutdown and everything, what's going on. So now the kids are being educated virtually. So they have to log into something called Google, Google Classroom. This is if they have a laptop. If they don't have a laptop, they have to fill out a paper, and the chancellor is supposed to like give them either a laptop, a tablet, some kind of technological device, I mean device, so they can do their work, right? So, and if they don't have Wi-Fi, like I said, cable companies are giving out free Wi-Fi. Um, Spectrum, Altice One, which is optimum, they're giving out free Wi-Fi for students to do work. So they have to go to Google Classroom, and um, they have, like, to virtually learn with their teachers. So the teacher FaceTimes FaceTimes like all of her kids. It's all one big classroom over the internet. It sounds pretty cool to me, but you know, a lot of these kids don't have social skills anyway. So it's just, I think that's just going to hurt the case anyway. A lot of these kids just so used to being on the internet and things like that, that they don't know what to do with people. So I think this is going to make it a little worse. But yeah, the educators and kids FaceTime, and they actually have a class schedule. This is for, like, the junior high schoolers. So they have it, like, regular class. Like, you know, English is from this time to that time. Math is this time to that time. Whatever, like, almost like schools is not being in it. And then certain teachers have to upload lesson plans, and then they meet by grade, and they call that common planning. So it's something called Zoom, where everybody basically FaceTime each other, group FaceTime again. And it's like a virtual staff meeting, so they can all be on the same page. And, yeah, it's, it's been something. Like, the kids had, the parents had to pick up packets and laptops from the school for their children. Which, and I'm sure this is rough when you have more than one child, too. Because if you have more than one child, first off, if you have to work, that's, that's tough. But if you don't have to work, you have to navigate through every child's learning experience to see if they're getting it, if they're understanding it. Because... Everybody has to be on internet at the same time. So they all have to have their own laptops. They have their own lesson plans. So it's like you literally have to be attentive to everything. So if you have more than one child, whew, whew, sorry, it sounds rough as hell to go through all that, you know. Um, but these kids have to make it happen because by the sounds of it, there will be 
no school for the remainder of the year. So they have to continue to learn in whatever way they can, you know. And I know this is, like, painful for a lot of kids because, for instance, I have a goddaughter who is a senior in high school, and this is her last year. You know, she worked her ass off. She's on the honor roll. She did her thing. And she's going to speak later, but she definitely won't have a prom or graduation. And I know it sucks for her, but it sucks for me. Like, I wanted to see my baby walk down the aisle. I wanted to see her get her diploma. Like, and, but I understand what has to be done has to be done. But this new way of working, especially, like, schoolwork, and a lot of parents aren't technologi- uh, technologically savvy. So, like, certain people know how to use their phone, but they wouldn't know how to log into something like Zoom or Google Classroom, so it's probably an issue with parents who have to deal with that, too. Um, Certain people don't know how to use the internet. Certain people don't know about Wi-Fi. Um, Some kids may not know. I know a lot of our kids tend to be really good when it comes to devices like Apple um, iPads or iPhones or things like that. They're very good with their tablets. And YouTube. Most kids know how to go to YouTube before they can fucking read. Like, that's amazing. But, you know, some people don't have the know-how. So it's probably very frustrating to this new age, modern way of learning. But, again, it has to be done. Um, Hopefully, things go way back to normal sooner than later. But, yeah, this is the new normal now for the next couple months. Because school's pretty much over around June up here. So, for another... Two and a half months or so, maybe three, um, till school is over. And like I have a cousin who went to school, went away to college, and she had to go back to college to get herself to bring it down because they're not seeing people anymore. Like a lot of students are being displaced. A lot of people don't have a home to go to. College is their home. A lot of people can't afford, you know, off-campus housing. Or they moved out of their own home and there's no space for them anymore. It's a lot of displaced students. It's a lot of people who, like, nobody could see this coming, especially to the, you know, the severity of the situation. Um, Miami had a whole spring break and people were still out there and beaches. They just closed the beaches in Miami. They just closed the hotels in Miami. So they were, um, Miami was letting people know if you fly in to Miami, you will have to self-quarantine for two weeks. Miami's not playing any games. Like, that's it. People was having too much fun for spring break and didn't, I guess they didn't take it seriously enough. They shut down hotels. Hotels had to kick guests out. So you had to find your way home or out of Miami. Either way, you couldn't stay there. And I heard the Georgia school system shut down. Virginia as well. Um, They're definitely not open up until the um, end of the year till next year, next semester. England, the same way. Um, Apparently, Spain and Italy is getting hit really hard over there with the coronavirus. So Spain is running out of hospitals. I saw people laying on the floor. They had to be treated on the ground because they don't have enough hospital beds for all the patients in Spain. Um, Italy's death toll is rising increasingly high. Like, Italy's death toll keeps going. Like, 260 people in one day. Then it's 400. Then it's 700. 
it's a lot happening in Italy too. So um, prayers up to them. But yeah, the dynamic has totally changed with this coronavirus. Our economical system, like state, will not will not be the same for a while. I feel like everyone took a hit. Businesses have taken a hit. Employees have taken a hit. Working class people. Everyone's like everybody's saying that depression is probably going to come because we knew a recession was going to hit soon, but this seems like depression times. So the socioeconomical effect that this has on our country is going to be long lasting. It's going to be lasting way more than this virus ever did. When this virus comes and goes, we're still going to be reeling from the financial effects. And that's scarier to me. That's the scariest part. I find it hard. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't want to sound like I am. I just find it really hard to trust the United States government because I am a black woman and the United States government has never had me on their radar. I'm just going to come out and say it. So when they tell people what they should do and how things should happen and how people should react, I'm always skeptical because, again, can't really trust this country when it comes to my people. I'm not saying they're handling it wrong. I'm just saying I need to understand more. I need to understand where this came from, why this came, and they're talking about about a vaccine. I refuse to get a flu vaccine. I've had a flu shot before, and I felt sick as fuck. I felt like I had the actual flu. So I know I won't be going, oh, let me sign me up for the coronavirus vaccine. Absolutely not. No, I'm not taking that shit either. Just because the government tells me I got to have it doesn't mean I'm going to get it. No. Say what you want. I'm just not that trusting and I'm not going to sit here and just do what they tell me to do because they said so. Nah. I know my history. I know their history. That what they want to do for us never really works out for us. Okay, that stimulus check, like I said, that sounds like something that we really need because we definitely need it. But again, what are they trying to do? They allow companies, they allow CEOs, give them a little cushion. Like, we don't need one. We need them too. A lot of these people get tax breaks. A lot of these people get write-offs, things like that. They have billions of dollars. There's no reason why. Jeff Bezos, the guy who runs Amazon, he barely gets taxed. But you are the richest man in the entire world. Even after your divorce, your wife got taxed, and you're still the richest man in the world. Like, the way this capitalistic government looks out for people who already have money is why I find it hard, me being a working class person, to trust or give a fuck about them. Because they don't give a fuck about me. So why should I? You know, um, but this is going to be a trying time for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you get the virus or you don't, it's still going to be a trying time for you. A lot of the essential workers are mad that they have to work. I'm actually mad that I'm not working. I would love to work right now. I feel like I'm fine. I want to make it, I want to make my money too. You know what I'm saying? I want to survive my, my damn self. So, you know, I guess it depends on who you ask. Certain people are okay with staying home. I'm not. I can stay home as far as, like, not go outside and party. But I do like to be productive. I like to get up and do something during the day. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, my baby likes to say that if he's not doing nothing, he feels like a bum for the whole day. I've been feeling like a bum for two weeks. Like <laughs> I need to be active. I need to do something. I need to have a purpose. Like my MacBook has been working overtime for the past two weeks. Um, exactly. I want to give you guys content. I want to make sure that this podcast is up and running. It's just I would like to be at work myself. So, you know, this this is gonna hit everybody differently. This pandemic actually puts a lot of things in perspective though. I hope people know what's important. You know, I hope people understand materialistic things ain't no shit for you right now. You know, I hope people understand you got to make your house a home because a lot of people don't like being home because, you know, it's not comfortable. They don't make it theirs. They haven't, you know, they haven't made it feel like outside. You know what I'm saying? So you, it makes me want a house too. Like I realize I really want a lot of space and opportunity now. Like I want a full house. If I had a house in the backyard, I probably would be fine. Like, I still get my outside while still practicing social distancing and quarantining myself. I still will be able to have the sunshine on it, you know? So, like I said, it hits everybody different. But, yeah, I hope we come out of this better and more prepared for whatever else could happen. You know, people keep thinking it's, like, apocalyptic and real Iron Legend shit might happen. Probably not, but <laughs> it'll be, it wouldn't be funny if it did. I don't have any apocalypse quote but honestly i feel like we will come out of this stronger and now for our weekly hustle um this quote it comes from william congreve and it says fear comes from uncertainty when we are absolutely certain whether of our worth or worthlessness we are almost impervious to fear so that will be our weekly hustle. Thank you guys for tuning in to According to Fox. See you next week.